Earlier this week, I read a report that said the Grizzlies are looking to move up in the draft, and it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Why would the Grizzlies be trying to move up in the draft? But then I sat on it. I sat on it. And then it clicked. I think I figured out why they could be potentially positioning themselves to move up in the NBA draft. Let's talk about it right here, right now, coming up on Locked On Grizzlies. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am your host today, DeMichael Cole, beat writer at the Commercial Appeal right here in Memphis, Tennessee. Today I'm going solo for the man Joe Monex, who has been working really hard uh, to keep the show going on Locked On Grizzlies. Joe deserves a day off. Joe's been great, uh, and Joe has done a lot of great things for the show. So today it's just going to be me. Today you're going to be tuned in with me on uh, this episode of Locked on Grizzlies. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Remember Game Time? All you got to do is go download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Remember to go over to the Game Time app, create your account, and use the code Locked on 20 remember you can get locked on grizzlies any and everywhere google podcast our podcast spotify stitcher wherever you want to listen wherever you want to watch if that's youtube locked on grizzlies is there so i was saying at the top of the show that i was reading a report from jonathan gavani at espn and he said some kind of interesting things about uh, the Grizzlies and their draft approach. And we'll get to that. And if you're uh, tuning in right now, you see on today's show, uh, we got three main topics on uh, the dish for today. Uh, the Grizzlies moving up in the draft is the first topic we'll discuss. In the second segment, we'll talk about how the new CBA affects the Grizzlies draft. And then third segment, we'll talk about draft player positioning in terms of what position should the Grizzlies be pursuing? Where we've seen you know, them bring in players from all respective positions, whether it's wings, guards, and uh, big men. Uh, they've brought in uh, players for workouts at all the positions, but which position makes the most sense? I think I got a good answer for you, so stay tuned for that third segment as well uh, to see what I have to say about that. Now moving on to the first segment, what, what we got to talk about, what we got to start the show with, which I think is a very important topic here. And then Jonathan Gavani. At ESPN, uh, he did the the mock draft, and at 25, as we've talked about on a recent episode, so go check that out as well. A couple episodes ago, me and Joe Melnick talked about uh, Brandon Podzimski, his fit, the Santa Clara shooting guard, 20 years old, uh, started his career at Illinois, uh, second year played at Santa Clara, had a really good uh, season, averaging over 19 points and eight rebounds, shooting high uh, efficiency from uh, the field and from three point range. But here's what Jonathan Gavani said when he positioned the Grizzlies to pick uh, Brandon Pods uh, with the 25th pick in the first round. He said, Podzimski fits the productive and versatile role player Memphis has targeted in past drafts. He would have a chance to earn playing time in a backcourt that will be much thinner once John Morant's suspension is, now, is announced. 
Memphis is another team. Now, this is what the part you have to focus in on because this is what we're going to talk about. Memphis is another team that is believed to be aggressively looking for opportunities to trade up into the late lottery to middle first round push. So first thing I want to say is Jonathan Gavoni is one of the most respected, one of the most credible draft guys out there. And he said Memphis is another team that is believed to be aggressively looking for opportunities to trade up into the late lottery to middle first round portion. Uh, he didn't say for certainty, I don't think. That's at least how I uh, interpreted that. He didn't say sources have told him that the Grizzlies are looking uh, to move up. He said it's believed to be, meaning he, I'm sure he's probably hearing from people uh, that they believe the Grizzlies will move up, but maybe there's nothing concrete. Uh, whereas some people have looked at this report and taken it as, oh, yeah, the Grizzlies are definitely looking to move up. I'll pump the brakes there. Um, as many of you have heard me say, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Grizzlies trade back. Um, and we'll get to that uh, more in the second segment. But uh, I I don't initially when I saw this because it shocked me because I don't see the Grizzlies trading up. I haven't heard uh, that from anyone that the Grizzlies are looking to trade up uh, myself. But I thought on it. I sat on it. And I said, okay. I see why he's saying that. It makes a little sense. So let's get into it. Let me see. What, why does it make sense for the Grizzlies to potentially move up in this draft? Well, let's go back to the last draft, right? Uh, the last time we saw the Grizzlies move up in the first round, uh, they positioned themselves to draft David Roddy. And when they moved up to select David Roddy, in that case, uh, the Grizzlies basically – added DeAnthony Melton as, as a throw-in on that deal. Come up with is if the Grizzlies move up potentially in the draft, it would only make sense if they package another player that's currently under contract in addition to their first-round pick and moving up. So let's let's give some examples here, and I'll and I'll explain why that makes sense here in a second. First, you want a first round pick. The Grizzlies pick twenty fifth. He said late lottery, so you're talking, you know, thirteenth, fourteenth pick potentially, uh, somewhere in that range, or middle of the first round. Uh, I pointed out a couple of destinations. There's also been, you know, the reports about the Lakers, right? The Lakers as a team that could potentially uh, be exploring trade scenarios. Uh, I think this was Gavani as well who reported that he said the Lakers are exploring trade scenarios as well, especially with teams that have multiple picks. Uh, the Grizzlies, they only have one first-round pick, but they have multiple picks in terms of they have multiple second-round picks. Uh, they have multiple first-round picks for next season. So the Grizzlies have a lot of flexibility there. And, again, the Lakers are a team that's believed to be potentially trading back. The Lakers have the 17th pick. And then another team that stands out to me is the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets have two picks at 21 and 22. It's very rare that you see teams take two picks uh, back to back. Uh, there's a good chance that the Nets could opt to move one of those picks, which would be another prime position for the Grizzlies to move up. But here's why I said I could see the Grizzlies saying, hey, we're going to trade our first round pick. And no, it's not going to be a second round pick or a future first round pick or anything like that. They're going to package a player, uh, players that 
potentially make sense for this. It's a, it's a long list. It's a long list because we, we talked about who's safe, who's not safe already. Go check out our last episode. Me and Joe uh, talked a lot about that on the last episode of Locked On Grizzlies as well. But uh, for sake of conversation, I'm going to throw out all the wing guys here. And that would be John Conchar, who's going to be on the first year of extension, David Roddy, Jake Laravia, Zaire Williams. Four guys who potentially you could say, hey, uh, we're going to package this guy in a first-round pick to move up. Uh, why does it make sense for a team like the Lakers? Well, the Lakers going to need bodies. Uh, the Lakers are a team right now outside of Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and I think one or two more players. Uh, that entire roster is about to go through free agency. So their core guys are in, in attack, but they need bodies. They need depth. They need quality depth. Uh, the draft is the easiest position to go get cheap uh, depth, and I think you know, trading back allows the Lakers to say, hey, we'll pick up an additional first-round pick and possibly potentially an additional second-round pick. And in the case with, with a trade with the Grizzlies, you pick up, you know, a first-round pick and you get maybe a first-round pick from last season and like a guy like Jake LaRavia or David Roddy or a first-round pick from a couple years ago uh, like Zaire Williams. But the potential is endless there. I think it makes sense from the Grizzlies from that standpoint and also roster construction. We've talked about how the Grizzlies roster is crunched up. And the reason I've said from the jump, it's hard for me to see end up make this pick because if the Grizzlies pick in the first round, that is the 15th roster spot being occupied. If that 15th roster spot is occupied, the Grizzlies have to make a trade if they want to go seek a starting small forward from elsewhere. And why I say they have to make a trade, because, duh, of course, they're going to be on the market. Like we all know. They're going to be actively pursuing a trade, but the difference between pursuing and made a trade are night and day, night and day. Uh, if you select the first round pick, you're basically saying this is our 15 man roster. And if we don't, we don't find a trade. We don't like, so be it. This is how we're going to go into the season. Are the Grizzlies ready to do that with the current roster construction? I don't know. Me personally, I wouldn't want to do that. I'd at least want to give themselves, give myself the option to say, hey, if a guy is willing to accept a mid-level exception, a veteran small forward wants to come to Memphis for the mid-level exception, we want at least to have the option to go sign that guy. And in that case, if the Grizzlies attach a player with the first-round pick, you draft that first-round pick, but you also leave one more spot on your roster. So you're still at 14 players under contract, and you remain – uh, with the flexibility to still, if you want to go pursue a trade, if you want to go sign a guy through free agency, the Grizzlies keep that flexibility. And I think that flexibility is important for the Grizzlies uh, this year. And speaking of flexibility, we're going to talk about a little cap flexibility and what the CBA uh, does for the Grizzlies this upcoming draft, because it has an impact on the current roster construction as well. But before we get to that, I got to talk to you about one of my favorites. Everyone knows this, and that's bird dogs. Look, bird dogs is just some of the it's some of the best uh, shorts out there. And I'm I'm telling you, man. Look, I, I love my bird dog shorts. Uh, bird dogs make me look good. They can make you look good, man. Look, go get you some bird dogs khaki shorts out there because look, they're designed to fit slimmer uh, through the thighs and legs, giving you a truly a sculpted look for the guys out there who don't skip leg day. Shout out to the guys that don't skip leg day. If you don't skip leg day, bird dogs for you. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing 
uh, as some of those older shorts you guys like to wear as well and, and girls, but they fit so well, man. And, and I'm telling you, I, I wore my bird dogs to go swimming recently. I usually I put my bird dogs on to play a game of horse and basketball with my guys. So all you have to do is go get your bird dog. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. And guess what? Along with your bird dog shorts and shopping, you can get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You want to take advantage of this. You don't want to miss this opportunity to take advantage of what bird dog is offering. I promise you that. Go take advantage right now. Head over to birddog.com slash locked on NBA. Coming up next on Locked On Grizzlies, we're going to talk about the new CBA and how that impacts the Grizzlies and the trap. Stay tuned for that. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies, everyone. And the new CBA, there are a lot of changes uh, to, to make note of. We're going to talk about many of those changes over the course of the offseason, but they're the main ones. You know, uh, the first tax apron and the luxury luxury tax, the second tax apron. And the the way they're trying to limit uh, super team creation and things like that. But the most immediate thing that stands out to me that impacts the Grizzlies is one subtle addition. And that's the addition of a third two-way player. So you look at the Grizzlies right now. We talked about this in the past. Right now you got two, two, two guys on two-way contracts. You got Vince Williams. You got Jacob Gilliard. Uh, Vince Williams, I, I'm i not going to say I'm high on, but I can see him being an NBA player because he shoots very well from three-point range as he did you know, in G League. Didn't shoot well in his limited uh, minutes with the Grizzlies, but he never played rotation minutes and whatnot. So he has a nice-looking shooting stroke, and he has size. He has the long arms. Like He looks like one of those guys that the Grizzlies like. But is there room to play him here? Uh, that's to be determined. But he has a two-way contract right now. Then there's Jacob Gilliard. Basically did not sign a two-way contract until the last game of the season, one of the last two games of the season, uh, when Kenneth Lofton Jr. got his contract and Kennedy Chandler was waived, who's actually uh, given us a, a guaranteed contract uh, from the Grizzlies as a second-round pick. Kennedy Chandler was waived. So that opened up a two-way slot with Lofton Jr. signing a standard deal. And Jacob Gilliard, who played, again, with the hustle, I think he was on an Exhibit 10 deal, and the Grizzlies put him on put him on a two-way contract. So that's, those are two two-way guys uh, right now. The new CBA will allow teams to keep three two-way players. That stands out for the Grizzlies probably as much as any other team out there because it's, I've talked about other different ways of this works. Well, for one, uh, the Grizzlies could use the extra spot. That's one thing. Two, it's this this draft um, with the Grizzlies. You got the 25th pick, you got the 45th pick, you got the 56th pick. I'm sure there's going to be some movement. Uh, it's, it's hard for me uh, to see the Grizzlies stand still in each three spots particularly that first spot, 25th. I think if the Grizzlies are somehow in a position and it's the 23rd pick in the draft and they have they haven't been able to move up or trade the pick outright and they don't they still don't want to uh keep the pick at 25, a lot of hypothetical scenarios uh playing out right here. But stay tuned with me, stay with me, stay with me. 
So again, gonna repeat that because it's a lot. <laughs> the Grizzlies, let's say they're unable to move up. They're talking to the Lakers, they're talking to the Nets, and the Nets are like, nah, we don't want that. Lakers are like, nah, we don't want that. Then say, okay, that's fine. Well, we can't move up. We don't want to pick at 25. And we can't trade this pick to go get that starting small forward. We can't go get OG Ananobi right now. We can't go get Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith, whatever the case may be. So in that position, I think the Grizzlies are a prime candidate to potentially trade back into the draft. And when I say back, I'm talking early into the second round, maybe the 31st, 32nd, 33rd pick allowing another team to jump into the first round. If the Grizzlies trade back, uh, not only can they gain additional draft capital, but trading back into the second round, no matter how high that pick is, because remember only in the NBA, in the NBA, only the first round picks contracts are automatically guaranteed. You can draft a guy technically, and you know, we can argue if this is fair or not, but it's again, it's the it's the situation that the Grizzlies have, are in right now. Uh, you can draft a guy at 33 or 34 and place that player on a two way deal. Now, if so said player actually outperforms, you know, the 33rd draft spot or the 34th draft spot, now you got a decision to make, and that's a good problem to have. That's a good problem to have, but for the sake of roster building. Uh, that third two-way spot comes in handy because the Grizzlies, if they don't like what they have at 25, I'm sure there are going to be some other teams that will want to move up. The Grizzlies can just slide back just five, six, seven, eight picks. If you see that range, the Grizzlies will be in position to say, hey, we can draft a guy who we probably actually like that 25. Remember, uh, I've talked about this in the past. I think they got Kennedy Chandler. I'm not sure what the exact number was, but it was either high 30s or or somewhere in the 40s uh, last season. They got Kennedy Chandler in the draft. And from talking to people around the Grizzlies, they actually liked him in the 20s where they like where they uh, selected uh, David Roddy and, and, and Jake LaRavia. They liked him in that range. And quite frankly, they didn't think he would still be on the board. So there, there are going to be some players who the Grizzlies like at 25, who still be on the board at 33, 34, 32, 31, whatever the case may be. I think the new CBA helps the Grizzlies out from that perspective. But not only that, it, it helps in the second round as well. Because if they're trading back to 31, 32, 33, well, what about those other two picks? What about 45 and, and 56? Now you're getting into decision time. Uh, we'll see if they keep both picks. We'll see if they potentially package 45 and 56 and say, hey, we want to move up to 38 or whatever the case may be. Uh, the Grizzlies, again, they're going to be really flexible in this draft. Don't expect the Grizzlies to just go into this draft and draft 25th, 45th, and 56th and just go back and go to sleep. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think uh, you can expect – at 45 and 46, if they draft at those slots, uh, those are more than likely going to be two-way players, which creates a conundrum because now you got Jacob Gilliard's spot. You got potentially if they move back in the draft a spot or if, if they keep that player in the first round, now you got two players uh, battling for one spot on a two-way contract unless you're moving uh, Jacob Gilliard or Vince Williams uh, off of their two-way two deal and waiving them. So basically the point is, the whole point of this 
is to kind of let you know that this will be an active Grizzlies draft. And quite frankly, it has no choice to be one. In the past, the Grizzlies weren't in positions where it's like, oh, they have to make a move in the first round. They have to make a move in the second round. I'm here to tell you, the Grizzlies have to make a move. It's the only way this thing is going to work. Because if you if you just go into this draft and say, hey, we're going to draft 25th, we're going to draft 45th, and we're going to draft 56th. At 25, that player becomes the 15th man on your roster. At 45 and 56, those players get put on two-way deals because you have no other standard roster spots. So those players get put on two-way deals, which means Vince Williams or Jacob Gilliard uh, will be getting the boot. So there will be some movement coming up here real shortly. Um, and among all that movement is also Xavier Tillman I've touched on in the past as well. The Grizzlies have to make a decision on his team option here real soon. But we all know that's expected to be picked up. So uh, no harm, no foul on that end as well. But uh, coming up next on Locked on Grizzlies, we got to talk about draft player positioning. This isn't something we talked about about that much. We've talked about players, uh, the Grizzlies are working out and all that good stuff, but which players make sense from a position perspective? I think I have a very good answer for this. Then we're going to talk about that coming up on Locked on Grizzlies, but before we talk about that, you got to remember uh, to download the Game Time app today and use the code LOCKEDONNBA and get your $20 off is the thing about game time uh you game time is the place for the last minute ticket deals i know like a lot of people you want to plan money in advance and say oh i want to go to this basketball game in october it's game in december man squash all that because look with game time you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater i mean hey if, if you're in Memphis right now, have you seen the FedEx Forum summer lineup? You got Drake coming to FedEx Forum. You got Future. Uh, you got uh, India Irie, I believe it is. Uh, you got all type of, there's going to be a lot of uh, musicians coming over the summer. And game time is the place to go to get your flash deals on tickets. Game time guarantees means that you will always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section in row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Let me tell you again, the Game Time guarantee, because you got to take advantage of this, the Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. That means if you go over and say, hey, Game Time's ticket price is this, and I found a ticket in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Game Time is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. Quite frankly, for a reason, let's saw some of those reasons. You get images of your seat before you buy, so all you know exactly where you're sitting when you arrive. You can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Uh, I'm talking about two taps, and you're good. And the tickets are sent directly to your phone. You don't got to go all in your email, and, and when you get up there to the front and they say, hey, where's your ticket? You don't got to scroll 10 pages down. No, it's sent directly to your phone. All you got to do right now is go download the Game Time app, create an account, Use the code locked on NBA and you can get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So all you got to do is create an account, redeem the code locked on NBA, and you'll get $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Coming up on Locked On Grizzlies, we're going to talk about the draft player positioning and where should the Grizzlies prioritize 
their attention. Welcome back, everyone, to Locked On Grizzlies. I am your host today, DeMichael Cole, a beat writer for the Commercial Appeal here in the beautiful, the most beautiful land of the world, Memphis, Tennessee. And if you haven't tuned into the whole show up to this point, we talked about the Grizzlies moving up in the draft. Uh, potentially try to make sense of it. There were some reports out there previously that the Grizzlies could be potentially looking to move up in the draft. Uh, I think I kind of figured out uh, why that would be the case. And then the new CBA, uh, there are a lot of, there's a lot in the new CBA, but we focused on particularly the draft, how this can help the Grizzlies in the NBA draft. And now let's talk about draft player positioning, because this is another thing uh, that's uh, important to touch on as well. Before we talk about the draft player position, I want you to know one thing, and that's Locked On NBA's Mock Draft Special is here, and it's bigger than ever. Follow along in the entire first round in a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available on Locked On NBA Big Board. That's on YouTube or wherever you to your podcast on Locked On NBA Big Board. Now, with that being said, Let's talk about the Grizzlies big board and what should be at the top of that potential big board. For me, it's the big guys. Let's do the whole roster breakdown real quick. Point guard. You got John Moran and Tyus Jones right now. And if you don't have Tyus Jones, guess what? If that meaning if is involved in some type of trade for a starting small forward or some type of upgrade, guess what? You can go out in free agency, go get a guy for cheap to play a backup point guard role rather than depend on someone in the draft. Look, I I don't think – I think the Grizzlies are well beyond that point. You know, we've seen a team like the Pacers draft, Andrew Nimhart, and he was a nice backup point guard for them and and, and whatever the case may be. And, he, and I think he played on and off the ball because they had T.J. McConnell as well. But the point is – the Grizzlies are well beyond the point of saying we want a rookie to be our backup point guard. So there's that. You got Desmond Bain and you got 50,000 other people. So there's that. Same thing for small forward. You don't know who's starting yet, but whatever the case may be, you're probably going to have Jake LaRavia, Zaire Williams, David Roddy, John Conchar all factoring into that conversation. And a couple of those guys will be factoring into shooting guard as well. Then power forward. Power forward is loaded. You got Jaron Jackson Jr. You got Santi Aldama. You got Xavier Tillman capable of playing minutes there. And then there's center. Steven Adams, Brandon Clark, Kenneth Loft Jr., Xavier Tillman Sr. as well. Uh, that's pretty much the roster breakdown. But here's the deeper look at that. This is what, I'm going to get to why these big men matter. Just, just stick with me. Stick with me. I, I want to break this all the way down because I know sometimes people hear this and say, why does the big man matter? Explain it. I think I can I can explain this out. All right. Point guard is under contract uh, for the foreseeable future. You got John Morant under contract for the next five seasons. Desmond Bain, cough, cough, uh, will soon be under contract potentially for the next six seasons, uh, including this season and a potential five-year uh, contract extension. Because remember, that's another CBA thing that we haven't touched on much yet, and we will feature. But the new CBA, another thing in that is uh, five-year contracts previously, we talked about the Tyler Hero 
and Jordan Poole deals in the past as like barometers for Desmond Bain. Uh, those guys signed four-year deals in the old CBA, but the new CBA, uh, there's some language in there where uh, players can sign rookie scale extensions, rookie scale extensions for five years and it not be maximum value. So there's that. So Desmond Payne will be under contract for a while. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is playing on his second contract, and I would assume that the Grizzlies, uh, even though he has, what, three years left, uh, they're not going to let him go anywhere. Uh, there's that. And then, with that being said, you got Steven Adams at center. The small four position, I think, will take care of itself. Uh, the Grizzlies will likely trade for someone who they'll potentially look uh, to either that already has a couple years on the, under contract or they're going to extend this so said player uh, if they get the guy they want. Now, if they are signing someone for the mid-level exception, whatever the case may be, probably won't be that prominent of a player. But based on all of the, the draft, all the draft capital that has been spent on small four, you don't need to draft small four in the 20s or the 30s again after you just drafted Zion Williams, Jake Gorecki, and David Roddy in a similar position. So that all leads me to one spot, and that's the big man. That's center. Here's my theory. I think the Grizzlies go draft the center, draft one of those raw guys. We're going to throw some names out there on later episodes. I don't want to give it away yet. I, mean, I think I think you guys know which name I'm alluding to, but, but we'll get there. We'll get there. But right now, we just want to focus on the position. I think the Grizzlies can draft a guy whether it's 25 or they trade back or they trade up. Uh, there are bigs who will be in that range no matter whatever the case is. Uh, you draft a big man, rookie year, you say, hey, man, look, we got Steven Adams. We got Xavier Tillman. They're proven. We know exactly what they're going to bring to the table. We got Kenneth Lofton Jr. You go sit over there on the bench. You go down there in South Haven. You play with the Memphis Hustle. You get you some big minutes. And let's see what you got. Then in year two, it's like, okay, now we need to we need to see some more things. Come on, we're gonna bring you up with the Grizzlies. Here, let's give you some spot rotation minutes. Let's see what you do with those rotation minutes. Let's see if you can be a spark plug of any kind. Okay. And then in year three, remember you what happens in year three. Right now, if the Grizzlies pick up Xavier Tillman's team option, uh that only lasts through this season, meaning he'll have to either be extended or he'll be a free agent at the next season. So that's the Xavier Tillman book right now. Uh, Brandon Clark, I think he's just a great backup big. I don't I don't foresee the Grizzlies uh, turning him into a starter right now. So Steven Adams is your starting center. And Steven Adams, for one, I've said, is someone I consider a core piece to this team right now because he gives you something that no one else in the NBA can potentially do better than him. And that's offensive rebounding, that's screen setting. Uh, he's the best at that. That makes him a core player in my mind. But Steven Adams signed an extension before last season, two-year deal. Uh, played out this past season. Now he has two more years under contract. Uh, I think at that time, Steven Adams is going on 30 now, so he'd be going on 32. Uh, we'll see if the Grizzlies will look into the idea of bringing him back. But the point is that the Grizzlies will be in position to say, hey, this is our next potential bigs that we have waiting in the wing, whoever they draft in here in the first round. Uh, and with this guy, what the Grizzlies will do is say, hey, your first year, learn the ropes. Steven Adams is a great teacher. Uh, learn the art of screen setting. Uh, learn the art of offensive rebounding. 
and and you know learn from him, learn from Brandon Clark, learn from Xavier Tillman Sr. Year two, you're looking at Steven Adams and Brandon Clark potentially being your top two centers. Now you're talking about Kenneth Lofton Jr. potentially breaking into the rotation or so said drafted big. That big is gonna have to get spot minutes. And then the third year, hey man, look. We couldn't afford to pay Steven Adams the big bucks. Steven Adams is still a very productive big. We can't afford to pay him uh, what he uh, deserves. So it's time for you to step into a starting role. Um, why that is important? Because some people say, just go re-sign Steven. Steven Adams is a $14, $15 million center right now. Soon, soon and very soon, that's going to be a hard commitment for the Grizzlies. This has nothing to do with a potential decline in production for Stephen Adams. This is all about winning on the margins. And remember, as the new CBA kicks in, we're going to talk more about the new CBA, but the thing about the new CBA is that you get into the luxury tax. The further you go above the luxury tax uh, with the first apron, with the second apron, as you go into that second apron, you're going to experience limitations. You're not going to be able to have a mid-level exception. Uh, you're pretty much going to be dependent on uh, the veterans minimum uh, to add players. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough on teams. There are going to be bigger penalties as well uh, for being repeat repeated tax guy teams uh, in the luxury tax. And the Grizzlies have never been that team. Why the Grizzlies could potentially become in that category because Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to have a big deal. Uh, Desmond Bain. John Moran are going to be on big deals. Brandon Clark is on a very, very good deal for a backup center as well. Uh, you're going to be paying four guys. I want to say with John Morant, uh, and I think between Jaron and Dez, you're potentially looking at those two guys and those three guys covering around 70% of the salary cap. You add in Brandon Clark. Now you're talking about four-fifths maybe a little bit more than that, uh, more than 80% of your cap, your salary cap, around 80%, is occupied by four players. You have to win on the margins at that point. You have to just accept it is what it is. Uh, we got to win on the margins. And winning on the margins means drafting players who will be on cheap contracts and going to get guys in free agency, you know, like, uh, the Nuggets uh, acquired a guy like Bruce Brown, and they drafted a guy like Christian Braun. Uh, those type of guys uh, who can make decent impacts uh, for you know minimal dollars. That's where the Grizzlies will, will need to make their wins. And I think uh, the center position is the best case scenario of why. That's the best case scenario of why the Grizzlies need to prioritize drafting a center uh, with their first pick in the draft. Uh, in this upcoming draft coming up. We're going to have much more draft coverage. And uh may have heard uh, there's going to be some big news coming out with John Morant here very, very soon. So uh, we'll touch on that as well, maybe in our next episode. I'm looking forward to it. Me and Joe will be back together. So stay tuned for that. We could potentially be reacting, reacting to the John Morant news. Uh, we're definitely going to get deeper into this draft material. I got a lot more to say. Uh, it's about that time of the year. We're going to start bringing more guests on to Locked on Grizzlies uh, this month as well. So stay tuned for that. We're going to get some of these other expertise around uh, some of these teams and bring them in as well. But appreciate you guys for tuning in to Locked on Grizzlies. I want to thank you for making Locked on Grizzlies one of your first listens each and every day. Make sure you continue to rate, 
subscribe on YouTube, subscribe wherever you listen to the Yacht Grizzlies. Make sure you give us a good rating as well. And leave us a review. Let us know what, how do you think Lockdown Grizzlies can, can improve? If you think we're doing great, uh, let us know. And guess what? The show goes on, baby. We're going to keep the show going as well. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in to Locked on Grizzlies. Remember, we're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Uh, that's everywhere. And we'll see you next time. Signing out. I'm the Michael Cole. Locked on Grizzlies.